0: Don't wait to battle. Don't wait. Don't wait to struggle. Is. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out. Right now! Shout out! Shout out. Don't wait to wait. Make... Hey everyone, and welcome to the Philip Show. I am Philip and I hope you're having a great day. Thank you for joining us today. We have an amazing, and I say this every single time that we come on, but I am so encouraged and inspired by the guests that we have here, and I hope that you are too. Okay, so let's just take a minute, get your coffee, because I had mine. Mm-hmm. The last time I think I was drinking a French roast, I wanna say this one's English dark roast. All right, so today we're gonna be talking about um, how life circumstances shape who you become and finding you. If this is your first time joining us, um, we talk a lot about how we can encourage and inspire people to be the best selves that they can be to be you. And a lot of times we look at different strategies, we identify and we try and figure out how our journey has gone so far, what are our goals, who are we and have we figured that out yet? And I know it's always gonna be a journey but a lot of times we just get distracted by society. Um, our our past can come into play, which completely throws off our, tra- our trajectory of becoming self-actualized and understanding and beginning to love who we are. So that's what, we're, that's what we're gonna be talking about today. And it's gonna get deep, it's gonna get funny, and I love that about it. So I was thinking the other, Day. And I had to think, you know, to myself, and through this um, through this episode, I'm going to continue to think about it. You know, what things in my life, and think about it while we're going through this episode. What things in my life, what things in your life, can you contribute to saying, you know, what I'm the person that I am, based on this series of circumstances, or there's a certain series of circumstances that happened that kind of changed the trajectory. I like that word today, trajectory of who I was becoming and I did a shift and um, and I forged my own path based on those those situations and now I have a new outcome. I mean, it's just so deep. And today I'm super excited. You guys are gonna get to meet a special person. You're gonna get to meet my Dr. Big Bro. His name is Chaplain Jason O'Rourke and he has a Masters of Divinity. And, um, and I'm super excited for you to meet him. So you guys just help me welcome my big brother, Dr. Jason O'Rourke. Jason! How are you doing? And while you unmute yourself, I just want you guys to know that, oh my goodness, I'm just so proud of my brother. You know, we're only a year and a half apart, but he is doing some big things. Jason, tell us a little bit, say hello to the people for us.
1: Hello, everyone. Um, my name is uh, Phillip Big brother. That's my name. That's my name. I don't have a name. My name is Phillip Big
0: brother. And that's oh. what it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am a, um, I'm a trained hospital chaplain. I am the director of mission integration at Littleton Adventist Hospital i'm a former church pastor i'm a former uh military uh military man and i am a survivor and thriver from um childhood uh, sexual abuse so and i am married i have two awesome daughters and one awesome wife
0: yes two awesome daughters and an awesome wife that is um and i remember um, jason i remember at your wedding you know and we're going to get into a lot of the um the things, you know, childhood coming up and how it shapes us. But I remember um, at your wedding, one of the things that was so overwhelming is I couldn't believe this day was happening. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe it. You know, uh memories start to flood back, you know, challenges of childhood and everything start to flood back. And to know that regardless of what happened in the past, you, have be able you were able to come out on the other side not unscathed because we're going to talk about you know how it you know how it shifts your mind but you turned around and positivity came out of it you know and it's just it was just it was an unbelievable moment for me because i was like i can't believe this is happening after all that you know after all this how In the entire world, and it was just a joyful moment. It was overwhelming because you know all I saw was me and you as little kids. Right, right. You know, I'm like seeing my big brother, though we were little, and I'm like, he's getting married. Right. Well, wait a minute. Right. So you know, and as and as we keep talking, you know, people will understand my astonishment and my Mm -hmm. the wonder of it all. Mm -hmm. You know, so. You know, so growing up, just really quickly, you know, we were talking about the things that shaped us. What would you say, um, based on childhood? How did that start to shape the person that you are now?
1: Right. So um, uh, I grew up um, in a in a very I have to say very because it was um, in a very loving and conservative Christian home. Um, and we were taught, you know, I mean, we had to make our bed before we went to breakfast and all these other things. We were taught all the Bible story tapes, all the Bible stories. We knew them all. So that was one form of influence. Right. I was taught that my parents wanted me to have a, a solid you know, foundation in the Bible. And the other thing that shaped me was being molested at age six. And so those two things were very, you know, and, and let me say this. I want to say this, um, Philip, if, if I may. And you can come back on the screen at any time because that makes it easier for me to talk. Um,
0: see, 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 he's directing me, and it's my show. But we're going we're <laughs> to move forward. That's what we're going to do.
1: <laughs> no, but it because there is a core person,
0: Yeah.
1: right? And so we have to be very clear about that, that everybody has a core person. And your parents um, are, at some level, it, it, every child needs to be shaped. Mm. And, and, and shaping comes from family and from environment. There's a core, whatever that core is, you know, I've always been an energetic athletic kid. I've always been rambunctious, but that had to be shaped. My parents wanted to shape me according to um, their understanding of Christian principles and the Bible. Well, the other thing that shapes me is being molested. And so you have these two polar opposite experiences and events. One's an event and one's a way of, of being developed that are influencing each other and uh, or clashing with each other and they are informing the core person that I am. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it it that we have we have to understand that up front. And so going forward, you know, when when you know, after our parents divorced, and then there was some trauma in our family after that. That assistant, and this is a social co- aspect, the society is continuing to inform and shape how I express, right? Mm-hmm. So, and we've talked about this before, so I want to say this up front. There is a core person, your core is influenced by three things. You're influenced by what you inherit from your parents, from your gen- generational inheritance. This, these are facts. Okay. You can see it, they see it happening with, with addicts. You can see it happen in skin color and hair color. And it's it's just an inheritance. You didn't do anything to deserve it. It's part of somebody's genes.
0: Okay.
1: Then society informs you on what parts of that expression it will support or not support. Mm. And so and so those things, and so society will look at you and say, okay, this is what we see that you have inherited and how we see you behaving. And therefore we're going to label you and put you in this direction. Society wants to encourage you in the direction that it sees best for itself.
0: Got gotcha. you, yeah.
1: The third part is um, your, your choice, right? How I choose, do I choose to accept and this is very important for people. Do I choose to accept to live based on what was handed down to me? Now, sometimes you can't, change, you can't handle your hair or those other things. But some of us have some significant anger management issues, some depression issues and other issues that we it just came with us. Yeah. Right. And, and it's just part of your emotional makeup. Do you choose to live based on that hand me down or do you choose another way? Do yeah. you choose another way? Um, do you choose to live based on how society dictates based on what it's best for itself, not what's best for you, or do you choose to forge your own path? And so, um, what I did, what I did very early on is I developed an, um, an addiction, okay. um, to, to, to medicate the trauma and the anger that I had experienced, the, the trauma, the anger, the shame, the fear, the guilt, all of that, which mm-hmm. was not my fault. But I developed addiction tendencies, right? I activated, let me, no, I don't want to say that. I activated the addictive tendency that was handed down to us Mm. from our ancestors. Gotcha. It was there, but I acted on it
0: Mm. in order to
1: somehow medicate the shame and the guilt. And and, and anybody, if any of you are addicts, you know that don't help. Yeah. You know, all it does is cover, then you feel worse about yourself in the morning. That's what really the truth. You feel horrible. I did. Let me not say what you did. I felt horrible, mm-hmm. right? So I went into the service, and the service is another informer. I had I had some out of control issues, and the service, at least during work time, brought order.
0: So let me ask you. Let me um, let me pause right there. Let me ask you. Yeah. Based on what you were saying about um, activating some some negative tendencies to help deal with the trauma of the past. Do you think that your decision to go into the military was highly based on you having more of an aggression based on your past? Or were you always interested in serving? Did it have anything to do with
1: the- Okay, that's a good question. So a hundred percent, I didn't wanna go into the military. Okay. That wasn't something I wanted to do. Um, My mom, mom told me to go into the military because i told her i was smoking weed okay so that
0: like she a a correct she was like correcting the course
1: precisely because she knew i had addictive tendencies gotcha. and we had addiction in the family and she said absolutely not will you go down that path get some discipline in your life go gotcha. over there yeah right and so she added a course correction because i was undisciplined and i had out of control, addictive, addictive tendencies and practices. So go into the military, get some discipline, and,
0: to, and going into the military to that particular date, you still hadn't. The only, the only, um, the only way that you were able to deal with that, you didn't have any formal way. It's not like you went to therapy for the things that you were um, experiencing. Not at all. Prior to so, you're going That's into the military, really not, not formally addressing the issues yet.
1: There you go, my, right. Because I, mom is addressing, the military is designed to get me disciplined and to give me a sense of purpose. Gotcha. But it's not designed to solve the addictive tendency or the brokenness from my childhood. Got the military it. can't do that. Yeah. And I didn't know to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in the military, I had no desire. I, I was just there and I mean, I came up for promotion and they said, do you do you deserve to be promoted? No. I don't care if I get promoted. They were like, wait, what? I said, "I don't listen, I do my job so people don't die and I can go home and sit down and relax. If that means I'm promotable, then promote me. Got they thought that was like the best answer ever. I was like, well, okay. I, I had no desire. Well, I you had do no have, you,
0: do, you do have a knack for the blunt, so. And that's refreshing yeah. to many, but yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean, I just had no, I had no aim. I wasn't a bad soldier. I was a good soldier. But I had no, I had no drive to progress. I had no drive. Yeah. Um, And so I left the service and I uh, when I left the service um, in 2001, Mm -hmm. um, I left active duty and I moved in with dad and dad. It was with dad where I was reacquainted with the faith of our childhood. Sure. Not not in the not in the in the fundamentalist sense, but in the childlikeness of it. We would stay up and talk about spiritual things and I would disagree and he'd let me disagree, you know, and I got a chance to grow up with my dad for six years that I missed from ages 12 to 18. Yeah. So I got that from ages like 24 to 30, 25, to 31. So I got to relive that part, right? So from there, I went to get my, uh, I went to get my my, what is it? I went to get, oh, I went to get, I went to undergrad,
0: undergrad
1: at Oakwood University, and then I became a chaplain after that, and they sent me to get my master's.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that, you know, my so our names, our parents gave us names,
0: mm-hmm.
1: clearly, but they they tried to be very intentional about that. And I didn't understand it until I became a chaplain. Like, my name... Um, if I'm not mistaken, my name, Jason means healer or something like that. And I didn't, I didn't make the connection until I became a chaplain. like, Oh, this is, this is who I actually am.
0: Mm. So you started to discover your identity.
1: Precisely. I was like, wait, this, and, and I look back over my life and how I interact with my friends. I was always the guy with the corrective. I was always the guy with the wisdom. I was, I was the guy that people came to for advice yeah. and to solve issues. Yeah. I was like, this is kind of like healing. I was like, oh, so that's who I am at a core. I want to take, I want to, I want to be that, you know, quote unquote, big brotherly something for, for people. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, that is, that chaplaincy for me helped me to find that. Um, and even this year, at the beginning of this year, I wrote down my mission, vision, and values for myself. And I was like, okay, if I'm not living my life according to this then i'm wasting my time
0: okay that's good that's good
1: yeah i I needed to know what is my mission what is my purpose to be here you know yeah and i and and i had to take stock of my whole life yeah you know um i remember that one time um when we were playing football we played football together and i forget the light skinned dude that hit you and i was so angry because of i i thought he was being a jerk Mm -hmm. i pounded him for the rest of the football game Mm. i couldn't fix whatever he did but i pounded him for the rest of the football game i i he he limped home Mm. you know they the coach had to tell me to stop because i was pounding him for the rest of practice and i thought about that like yeah but that's that's who i've been yeah by and large my whole life you know and so you know for me for me finding who i am meant sifting through all of the negative stuff and finding the thread of Jason that was consistent. Okay. And for yeah. me, the consistency of the thread, do I have it on this page here? I mean I have is this it oh wait here it is. I have it. The consistency of the of values for me was faith, fitness, family, I like teamwork and I like freedom. Hmm. And if I look over my life, those are the consistent themes. Okay. That's that's me. That's who I am. And so everywhere I go, those five values show up. Hmm. It doesn't matter whether I was in the military, whether I'm in the hospital. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Those are the five values that show up everywhere. That hmm. is who I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you when you start to when you start to realize that, is it easy that kind of gives you a roadmap, if you will. It kind of right. gives you a roadmap to and and a strategy towards the goal of living out your purpose and living out your you. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. if you have a roadmap, and your roadmap is to be consistent and to be on the journey of remaining on the lane that says, This is my lane, because this is this is my person. I'm this is the person that I am. So understanding those bullet points, it almost gives you the framework to understand when something is not in line with that strategy, when something is not in line with those bullet points, you can identify it very clearly because mm-hmm. you've already identified the who of the matter, right?
1: Exactly. And that is the core. So a lot of people, so <clears throat> the way that the, so the way that the human soul is structured, okay? Okay. You will have your identity at the core. Okay. Then you have your beliefs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you have your values. Okay. From which you gain your morals mm. and then you get your ethics. Now society tries to inform you from the outside in.
0: Mm, okay. So
1: it will address you through ethics to influence your morals in an attempt to, to alter your values. To challenge your beliefs, so it can wow. shape your identity. You have to be clear on who you are from the beginning, and yeah. if you're not clear, you got to find that golden thread that runs through all five levels that I just said, right? Identity, identity was it identity, beliefs, values, morals, and ethics. What's mm-hmm. the thread of you that runs through it all, right? Yeah, and then look through your life and find that exact same thread. That is who you are. Yeah everything else is outside interference yeah everything else is outside interference so and here's the great thing about it philip once you understand who you are right Mm -hmm. you may not have a roadmap because roadmap says okay you need to go here you need to go here Mm -hmm. but what you do have what you do have is i don't i don't want to say guideposts but you have you have a set of of boundaries Mm -hmm. for every environment you find yourself in yeah for every environment if i'm here this is who i am and if i'm here this is who i am not because of outside influence but because of a realization of your own internal identity and value yeah you know and and to accept everyone has to accept part of who i am is a broken man
0: Okay. Yeah, that's and that is very difficult because a lot of people want to, um, they want to say, "I'm done with the journey and I'm healed from that," and they don't want that to continue on. So it's no longer a realization. They no longer in- internalize it and say, "I am this." That's why I have to be very specific in some of the things that I'm doing and some of the things that I'm recognizing because it's very, and you can you can let me know um, what your thought is about this, because it's very easy to turn back into somebody that you spent so much time trying to distance yourself from.
1: Precisely, and part of the reason, part of the reason why it's so easy to turn back into that person for me has been when that has been the only focus that I'm trying to get away from. Ah,
0: come on now, yeah.
1: So come if on. your goal in life is to not be your ancestors, if your goal in life is to not be what you used to be, you'll inevitably end up back there because that is what you have set your eyes on.
0: And that's what you're concentrating on.
1: Thank you. Whereas if you know your values and your identity, you can say, cause this is what we're afraid of. The issue with past pain and past struggles is not that we like the pain. It's that it's familiar and we know how to survive in it.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. You're comfortable there. You're familiar. It makes Even sense. if you
1: don't like it, it, you get it. You know how to maneuver in that space.
0: You know what that reminds me of? What's up? That reminds me of um, relationships that you shouldn't be in. It's almost like a relationship. Uh, um, what's the word? I'm thinking of the word, a blank relationship. Like not a bad one, but a... Codependent? Codependent, dysfunctional, dysfunctional. I couldn't think of the word. It's like a dysfunctional relationship and people go from dysfunction to dysfunction to dysfunction. And they say they want a positive relationship, but they don't know what that looks like. So they get something that's comfortable because they're used to confusion, um, all of that. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think in our in our identity journey, sometimes that is, even though I didn't like it, even though I didn't like the person that I was, I'm comfortable there because I know that sphere.
1: Yes. and. The problem is the next, and so that's one thing. The next issue is we don't have a system mm. by which we learn to turn our proverbial gaze toward what we want, and you can't do that. You can't even turn until you are clear about who you are, right? So, so what so- I have, wait, let me let me let me just say this one thing, and then and, then, and I, so what I have here. I made and I use it I made a, a Excel spreadsheet with my daily schedule right yeah. And on the schedule and and I and 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 when I go to work, I go I, I, for, I, I check my lunch but I also check what I call halt BS and it stands for when I'm hungry or horny, angry or having anxiety, lonely, tired, bored or sad. Okay. Right. And I check, I check to see how am I doing in these three hours? What, ha- what has happened? What am I feeling? Why? Because I want to make sure that I am responding and living my life toward where I want to go. And I'm not defaulting based on those, those criteria back to who I was. So I have to do an assessment I have mm-hmm. to check, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Life, who you want to be is based on a system. You have to get a system. You have to have positive things you tell yourself every day because the life you used to live will always have a certain narrative that it plays in your mind. And you only remember the good stuff. Yeah. But then when you, and then, and then you're like, and then you could draw back and you're curious, like, oh, I remember so-and-so, I remember that. I remember. And then it's like, oh, wait, I forgot about this though. And it's a cycle. And we have to constantly be telling ourselves this on this side this is good for these reasons, I am this, and that is not where I'm going. It becomes a, you have to speak that to yourself and structure your life toward the goal and the person that you want to be.
0: So let me ask you this, Um, for, for somebody who's listening, everything sounds wonderful, and it sounds like that's what they need to do. How do you, or what do you do to encourage somebody because it seems like a long process and there are things in there that you have to be intentional about and things mm-hmm. in there that you literally have to do. It's like work on yourself. It's work. So, mm-hmm. how do you encourage somebody even though they know it's worth it that they're just like I don't want to do the work. How do you encourage people to say if you want this, then you have to do this? Like how do you do that?
1: Right. Well, um so let, so, so you said a lot there, and I wanted to comment on something, but I'm just going to address the question. If it comes back, it will. There is, um, some, I tell them, well, what, how do you encourage? I'm not going to change them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So like in abusive relationships, it normally takes the abuse seven times of going back and going back and coming back before they actually leave. And that's, if they're not dead, mm-hmm. a person that does not want to change will not change. Okay, it's facts. What I will let everybody know is that you're not the only one on this journey. Firstly, you're not on. You, you, there are ton. There are millions of people that are journeying like you, to growth and self fulfillment and identity and purpose. There are millions of people like you, right? Um, secondly, um, that's well, okay. So that's one. I ha- it came back and then it left me again. So so that's one. Um, and then two um i would tell them to get a system develop their system get structured it's a lifestyle listen here's one thing and i remember what it is we have a wishful mentality the american dream has made it seem as if as if out of the blue through the limit least amount of effort you can get the maximum amount of results and you don't even have to be intentional to do it you can be laying on the bed and here comes a million dollars and the finest person that you've always wanted to date and be with, and someone's gonna drive up and drop you a car off and a check at your house. That is not life. Mm-hmm. Life is live and life is movement and life is intentionality. Life is work. Life is goals, that is living. Life is love, Life, life and love go together. Like you can't stay in your room and claim and be in isolation and claim you love people. Yeah, you can't claim you love yourself if you sit on your behind all day, because if you sit there too long, you're going to get bed sores and you're going to get obese. You don't love yourself. Yeah. You can't say you love yourself. Life is meant to be lived. Life is meant to be in relationship. My life is meant to be moving. Yeah. And the American dream, it, it, the American dream teaches you, you get the most for the least. And that's not true. That will never happen for yourself. Yeah. It will never happen, so you have to be intentional. What do I want? And small steps, small steps lead to great change.
0: Mm, that's good.
1: Small steps, you don't have to do everything at once. You know, if you're used to sitting on your behind, okay, cool, don't sit on your behind for eight hours, try six.
0: Yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to do it all, but you have to do something. Do something. Like you have to start, you know. Start
1: somewhere, Yeah, Get somewhere. You know, I choose physicality because that is the immediate place where I get the most bang for my buck right now. Got you. Yeah. And once I get those positive endorphins going, then I'm thinking better about myself. And I'm like, you know, what, let me try this. Let me read this book, see what's going on. Oh, wait, I can't work out and continue to eat unhealthy. That's dumb. So let me eat healthy now. You even know though I'm like? I try, even though I try. Right, of course, of course. I know, I know. You are the pizza addict. It's fine. Pizza roll. I don't need
0: it anymore. I haven't eaten pizza for so long, and I mean, that's a listen. I'm not happy about it.
1: I would just like you to know that your your nieces have the same addiction.
0: Oh, I might have to drink coffee on that one. No, seriously. Listen, you have given us so many things um, to think about, and we could just keep talking and talking and talking and talking. But that means. That, um that i have to invite you back so we can just keep talking some more because <laughs> because I mean it's just such good stuff and getting down to the root making a plan doing something starting somewhere it doesn't matter where you start just begin um uh, that's very that's very powerful so what's um so what's next for you
1: um well I am okay so one I'm really just kind of trying to I just got here six months ago I'm trying to be really good at my job. Okay. Um, two, I I want to engage in more writing, and so I've connected with a colleague, and we're going to start doing some co- some online content this year. And I'm going to talk to him about uh, writing, and he he knows he has somebody that does publishing, and so we're going to work that way. Um, but honestly, I'm I'm really just trying to be a better husband and father, and that's wow. it. You know, trying to be a better husband and father. You know, I have I have pursued accomplishments for so long, and accomplishments. If they don't benefit others are really just kind of arrogance
0: yeah
1: and i've got my wife and daughters that i need to benefit so i'm trying to be of a better benefit
0: well that's awesome well jason thank you so much for being here um i look forward to hearing all about and you letting us know when that content comes out because if it's anything like this interview it is worth (laughs) the (laughs) read, the go the start the finish and i appreciate it so uh jason thank you for joining us today
1: thank you for having me i love you chief
0: Ah, love you back. All right, you all, that was um, Dr. Big Bro, uh, Chaplain Jason work with the Masters of Divinity. And um, and wow, what an, an awesome thing. Um, if you want more information, go to uh, philipowork.com and uh, just look and see what's coming up. And, um, and I'm so glad that you joined us. So start your strategy, get your goals together. It doesn't matter where you start, just start. And remember, we're all on the same journey for identity, for acceptance, for all of these things. But just remember that you are the best you in the world. So let's just make it great, all right? So next time, I will see you next time. Don't